Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Hey, remember those things they used to put on TV called infomercials? Anyone a fan of infomercials? Yes, baby. Infomercials, they, they, they were, if you don't know, and if you're younger, they're on YouTube now, you'll see them all the time. But there were these, these commercials where they tried to um, sell you a product by telling you it was the best thing that you've ever, ever seen and that you totally need it. But then by telling you like, that it's worth $44 million, but just today you can get it for $4.50. And you can't miss out on this kind of thing. It's like a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And I used to hate them. And then I was thinking the other day, where have they gone? They've, they've taken these infomercials off TV. And then I realized they haven't taken them off TV. They've actually evolved. They do them live now in shopping centers. If you walk in the shopping center, it's possible that you will see some people standing at a desk trying to sign you up for something or sell you something. They've become like these life uh, evolved infomercials And uh, if you're anything like me, an awkward introvert, you try to avoid as many conversations in life as possible. And I walk through the shopping centres, and come on, is anyone with me? You know what I'm talking about. You know that you don't want to look in the direction of whoever is standing there and trying to sell whatever they're trying to sell. Because as soon as you lock eyes, you're done for. (laughs) Hello, hello. You've got to look away, grab your phone. Kind of put it right up to your eyes so they can't see. But I got caught once. I got caught once and I felt really bad. And uh, they said, oh, you know, I was trying to walk past and I just kind of glanced eyes for like 0.3 of a second. And they locked onto me and they took me. And um, they introduced themselves and they're trying to be real nice to me. Hey, what's your name? I said, Scott. And I'm thinking, please don't ask me what I do. Please don't ask me what I do. Please don't ask me what I do. What do you do for work? Oh, no. Uh, I work in a church. And then we give us the whole spiel about these uh, kind of things, they're, they're kind of things, kids, <laughs> that they were trying to sign people up to look after to, to get water or something. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was listening to the whole package just trying to make them feel good. Anyone else do that? <laughs> and they're like getting more and more excited the further and further down the package they get. And I've got no intention of signing. And then I'm look, look, sorry, I can't support, you know, I, don't, I just don't have the funds available to be able to support that. I'm already supporting a couple of kids. And they're like, oh, what, with compassion or world vision? And I'm like, no, my own kids. They're in Ellenbrook right now, I've got to get back to them. And so I got out of that. But there was another, not the same day, but a different day, I walked past and, and this lady got me and she was trying to sell some sort of skin lotion. And I'm thinking, do I need skin? Is she like trying to tell me something here. But what she said to me was, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You're never gonna get this again. And I thought, well, I can't miss that. And so hopefully I'm looking a bit more radiant today. But uh, once in a lifetime opportunity. I wanna say to you this morning, 2023, never before and never again. Never before and never again will we be here. You've never been in 2023 unless you're a time traveler. And if you are, please come and talk to me after service. And you'll never be again in this time in history. 
Acts tells us that God has set the boundaries of our lives. For this very moment in history, you have been placed on this earth. And this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that we will never have again. And Pastor Josh said, we can go through the motions in life. We can go through the, you know, kind of done it all before. I've been following Jesus for years now. I know what's going to happen. But I want to encourage us this year to come with this new attitude that, that, that understands that I've never been in this place before. Yeah. I've never been in this place before. The church has never been in this place before. And we will never be again. Yes. So we actually do have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to follow Jesus for this generation and to do what he is calling us to do as a church. Once in a lifetime. Come into this new year with a fresh revelation for what God wants to do in and through you. Now, we know God's not bound to the calendar that we set. He's not, it's almost as if, you know, on the 1st of January, everyone's like, God is so much more powerful to change my life. New year, new me. I kind of get this idea, you know, that God's kind of sitting there going through the year and kind of, it's almost like you think he's getting tired and tired and tired until he gets to his birthday, kind of gets a bit of a kick. And then January 1st, anything is possible. And people have this mentality that things can change just because the calendar changes. It's not necessarily true, but it gives us this expectation in our hearts that something can be different. I want to read from a passage in Joshua in the Old Testament. And uh, this whole thought of never before and never again, and what God may be saying to us to really get ready for this year that is ahead of us as we follow Him. So we're going to read from Joshua chapter 3, and we're going to read a big chunk of the scripture today. We're going to jump in at different points. Joshua chapter 3 verse 1, it says, Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officer went throughout the camp, giving the orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. So a little bit of a history lesson. God's people had been uh, captives in Egypt, and then they were, God raised up Moses as a deliverer, took them out of Egypt, and then they spent many years wandering in the wilderness, walking around and around in circles. But God had promised them that there was a place that they would inhabit, that they would possess. And so this is part of their journey. They're coming to the place of possessing the promises yes, right. of God. They've been slaves. The generation previous was slaves. This generation has been wanderers. And now they're about to walk into the promised land that God has for them. But they've never been in this situation before. They've never been in this place before. They've wandered around in circles and now they're about to step into the very promise that God has for them. And so he says to them that they are to follow the ark of the covenant of the Lord their God. And if we understand and we look back at Old Testament, we see that the Ark of the Covenant was the picture and the symbol of God's presence. So this is how they were to walk. This is how they were to journey, was to follow the presence of God. He was going to lead them by His presence 
into this place that they were about to go into. It was a new land. It was new territory. It was all new for them. And therefore, God wanted them to be led by His Spirit, by His presence, into the place that they were to possess. Come on, a new year, a whole new place. We have to be led by the presence of God into the places that He wants for us this year. Yeah? The Ark of the Covenant, he says that this is what's going to happen. You're just going to follow this Ark. Here is the first thing that we're going to take from this. It's the idea of calibration. Calibration, to come into alignment, to calibrate with what God is doing. Where do we go? Well, we follow where the Ark is going. In which direction are we supposed to turn? Well, we follow the direction of the Ark. We are calibrated by His presence, by His Spirit. He moves us in that direction. And I can just imagine these people who were following the priests holding the Ark of the Covenant. And and wherever it went, it went straight, they would go straight. If it turned left, they would turn left. If it turned right, they would turn right. They would always be following the presence. Let me ask you this morning, are you calibrated by His presence? Are you following His Spirit by what He is saying, what He is leading you into for this year? Or are you kind of walking around wandering in your own direction? Moving in your own ideas. Here's the other thing that they, they were told to do. Don't go ahead of the ark. They were to keep a distance so that they could always see where He was going. I wonder if sometimes we kind of run ahead of God. He's leading us in a certain direction, and then rather than kind of watching and waiting, maybe, uh, you know, with patience and just kind of waiting for what he's saying next, we kind of just keep running in that direction or we run ahead. And I wonder what would have happened if the Israelites had outrun the the Ark of the Covenant. If they had seen it going in this direction and thought, okay, we've been going in this direction for a while now, I think I'm good from here. I'm going to go ahead. Anyone else ever do that with God? Okay, we've been going down this path a lot now. Okay, I think I'm good. I'm going to go ahead. But you know what happens? Soon enough you realize that you've moved on and God is still where He was before. It's not that He left you. Sometimes it's that we walk away from Him. He was the promise for them. If they followed the Ark of the Covenant, if they followed the symbolic presence of God, they would never be lost and they would never be left. They would always be in the right position, calibrated for his purposes as he was leading them into this new place. Don't run ahead of God. Maybe you've already sat down and made out your 44 resolutions for this year. Did you hold them before the Lord and ask him what it is that he's saying to you for this year? What is he wanting to do in you and through you this year? Or have you just come up with a good list? Maybe we run ahead and we think, this is it. This is where I'm going. This is the direction I want to take. And God's like, just slow down. Just wait. I've I've got something for you. I'll show you if you just listen. If you just calibrate yourself. This whole season of prayer and fasting at the start of the year is part of this. We want to set this this time aside to seek God for what He's saying to us for this year. I want His plans. I want His purposes. Not my own. We see it in um, oh, I felt this as well. 
when we try to outrun God's presence, when we try and go ahead of where he is leading us, we lose sight of him. We, and we can, we can really easily find ourselves in a place where we're like, where is God now? So it's good to keep close. And we have to slow down to the pace of grace. You don't want to go ahead of the pace of the grace of God Very in your good. life. Because when we go ahead of that grace, guess what we're working in? And guess what we're walking in? Our own strength. To calibrate really means to give God the keys to your life. To say, here are the keys. Here are the keys to my life. You get to set the agenda. You get to set the direction. You get to set whatever it is that you want. I used to have this beast of a car. It was a Daihatsu Paisa. If you've ever seen one of them, they look like clown cars. It was, just, it was actually given to me, so I blessed the Lord for it. But one time I hit a roundabout in it and uh, buckled my wheel. And I had to take it in to get the wheel realigned, recalibrated. And in order to do that, I had to give them the keys to my car and then give it to them, to trust them. I say to us this year, are you ready to give God the keys to your life so that he can calibrate and, and work it out so that you can walk in the way that he has for you. Now, let, let me say this. It, we, we sung, Jesus is Lord. And I continue to say this. The Lordship of Jesus Christ is important in this season. He is Lord of all or is not Lord at all. Very good. Lordship means I surrender my life to his leading, to his leadership, and to his Lordship. If I was to stand up here and preach to you and tell you, that you can come to Jesus and then live your life however you want to live it, you would call me a heretic. You would say, that's blasphemy. But I suggest that some, even maybe in this room, would live like that and happily call it Christianity. I give him, I surrender my life, he is the Lord of my life, but I'm leading it my own way. You would call me a heretic, but it's labelled in some spaces Christianity. I'm talking about a surrendered life, where we lay everything down. My calendar, my, my bank account, it's all his. I give him the keys to my whole life. Are you ready this year to calibrate in this way? I am not a prophet. And you might have already got some prophetic words for 2023. But I'm not a prophet, but I can tell you this. I'm not speaking prophetically. You will encounter some unexpected things this year. Wow, mind blown. Every one of us in this room is probably going to encounter some stuff that we didn't expect to happen. When we get to that place, what are we going to do? How are you going to live? We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes on His presence. Keep watching to Him. Keep looking to Him. Because He promises that if we look to Him, He will lead us even when we don't know where to go. And as Joshua said to these Israelites, we're going to follow the Ark of the Covenant. We're going to go in this direction. When you get hit by those things this year, and I'm not prophesying over you, I'm just saying this is probably what's going to happen to every one of us. There's going to be stuff that... Uh, we, we didn't expect. In those moments, what are you going to do? Who are you going to look to? Yep. Yep. 
And don't let it be that you've wandered off and then get hit. And you've got to come back and look for him again. Just stay close. Just stay close. It says, next it says in verse 5, Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. So this is what's going to happen. We're going to walk into the promised land. God's going to work the miraculous in our presence. What does Joshua do? He doesn't give them a motivational speech. Come on, guys, we're going to take it. Stand up. It's like Friday Night Lights. We're just going to believe it. We're just going to see it. He doesn't, he doesn't give them a pep talk. He doesn't pull them together and start like boxing or revving themselves up. What does he do? He says, get ready by consecrating yourself. That Hebrew word consecrate, as I looked into it, it, it really means to set yourself apart for the purpose of holiness. For the, for the purpose of God. Set your life apart. Consecrate yourself for the purpose of God. Now, as we read through the Old Testament, we, we live in a new covenant. And so we've got to look at how does this translate? Well, what is the filter between old and new? Jesus. He's the filter. So we look at what this looks like in, now, in our time right now, in our covenant, in the place that we live in. Because consecration to these people would have been a lot of religious acts. It would have been, had to do some customs, had to do some different things. Whereas today, consecration, it's a yielding of our spirits again to Him. Laying down our lives to say, God, I want you to fill me and to do whatever you want to do. I'm setting my life apart for your purposes. To live as a living sacrifice. To be consecrated to Him. That was the command from Joshua. Consecrate yourself because God is going to do lots, uh, some amazing work here. Here's a quote from Betty Stan. She says, When we consecrate ourselves to God, we think that we're making a great sacrifice and doing lots for Him. When really we're only letting go of some little bitsy trinkets we've been grabbing. And when our hands are empty, He fills them full of treasure. Your part of consecration is laying down those things that may be taking up space in your heart, space in your mind, letting go of them, laying them down so that you can take hold of everything that He has for you. And I love that quote because it's like, we think we've got all this great stuff. And then we're like, let it go, let it go. And God's like, here, look at this. This is treasure. I'm going to fill you with things that you could not have outside of me. Get ready to lay it all down, to consecrate yourself for him this year. Again, part of the prayer and fasting is that that's what we're saying. Lord, we want to consecrate ourselves to you for your plans, for your purposes. Set me apart. You know, to be set apart sometimes means to be set apart, <laughs> to come away from. And perhaps there's some stuff you need to come away from this year. That's taking your direction, that's taking your focus, that's, that's breaking you down from what God has actually got for you, what He's wanting to do and say to you. Consecrate yourselves. Got a lot of messages last night. Do you know what the phrase is? Happy New Year. 
got a message that said, Happy New Year. I hope this year brings you so much happiness. I said this a couple of weeks ago here in Ellenborough. Society has elevated happiness yes, yes. to the position of that is the eternal thing that we should all be seeking. Come on, very good. But God is more interested in holiness, holiness absolutely. Come on, than our happiness. Word, doesn't want us to walk around miserable. That's not what I'm saying. Because in the process of holiness being worked out in our lives, there is deep joy in our hearts. He wants us to have joy. Very good. But what if, you know, what, what if we said, Holy New Year. Holy New Year, mate. I want you to have a holy new year. What would that mean? To be consecrated to Him. I want this year to be holy to the Lord. Set apart to the Lord for His plans and His purposes. And may you be joyful in the midst of it. To consecrate. Holy New Year. And then we see there, verse 14, we're going to skip ahead to the end. And if the team wants to come up and join me. If you don't, that's fine. It's just an invitation. You don't have to take it. I'm going to read from verse 14, but can you please? We're going to read from verse 14. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan, listen to this, their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. So they walk up to the Jordan, which is flooding at this point in time. Their feet touch the edge, and the water stops flowing. It piled up in a heap, of, uh, in a, heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarathin, while the water flowing down the south to Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. So they're following the presence. And they come to a problem. We've got to get across this river. You ever feel like that? Like, yeah, I'm following you, God. And all of a sudden, there's a problem. There's something in the way from me reaching where you're calling me to go. But God always has a solution. When He's leading us in that direction, He is the solution. And so as they came to this crossing, they stepped inside and the water stopped flowing. As I said before, the promise to them was if they follow, he would never leave them and he would get them to where they needed to be. Now they could have come to this, see the river, oh, what are we going to do? Okay, let's get together, let's put our minds together. We could build a boat. We could build a ladder so tall that it would reach the, world, the top and then flop over. They could have come up with some ideas and thought, okay, I'm going to try and fix this in my own strength, with my own power but all they needed to do was continue to look to him and he brought provision for that problem the water stopped the water slowed the water piled up I read that again yesterday I was like what the water piled up 
I don't know if you've ever tried to pile water up before. I've got a bit of water. I'm not sure if you've ever done this, but we're going to try and pile some water on top of water, okay? Okay. Exactly what I thought was going to happen. Water doesn't pile. But in this miracle, and it's not a story, this actually took place. As they set foot, the water piled up supernaturally so that they could cross through. Are you glad you serve a God that isn't bound by physical limitations? That isn't even bound by physics or science or anything like that? Are you glad you serve a God that has power over all things? Well, here is the last thing for us to take. It's expectation. To expect God in this year. To have expectation that if you continue to follow Him, He will never leave you nor forsake you. And He will move you where you need to be as long as you continue to look to Him. Continue to keep your eyes on Him. The water piles up. I reckon I was thinking if I was there, I'd be like, whoa. That's pretty cool. I don't know if I'd walk across. I'd just want to take like an Instagram or something with it and get a selfie. I can imagine them nowadays, if that was today, it would be like oh, Instagram before we cross. That's a miracle. That is a miracle. God is going to work the miraculous in this year. Yes, amen. And it may not look like what you think it's going to look like. But I feel to encourage us that he's going to work the miraculous this year. Your role is not to make it happen. It's just to look to Him, to trust in Him, right. to have faith right. in Him right. and let Him do what He wants to do. Let Him do what He needs to do. But to come into this year with expectation in Him and then they walked on dry ground. So the water stops. It's not even muddy puddles. Peppa Pig. Kids, it's dry ground. They walk through on dry ground. You can't make this up. Well, you could, but you'd be called crazy. This really happens. I wonder if, as God leads you this year, you're going to come to moments that are like crossroads, crossing rivers, where you're going to have to just stop and look to Him and wait for Him and allow Him to do what only He can do. Not to try and swim yourself, not to try and build your own boat, but to look to Him for what He is wanting to do. He is the way maker. He is the one that can create paths where there is no path right now. Calibration, consecration, and expectation. My hope is that we come into this year with those things in our hearts. And maybe in this next seven days, that we allow God to speak into those areas to do what He wants to do and only He can do in our hearts and in our lives. Can I pray for us this morning? The team's going to lead us in a song as well, which we sang before, I believe. 
I think it's a statement of faith kind of song where you're believing in the power of God, being again reminded that He is an awesome God. And I'm going to pray for us. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this year. And God, we come with fresh expectation in our hearts, not just for you to do something, but for what you're wanting to do in us, for what you're wanting to do through us. Lord, we thank you for the crossing over into this new year. And God, we pray that you would do what only you can do in our hearts. Would you help us to be, be calibrated and aligned with you? That we wouldn't walk to the left or to the right. But we would watch where you were going. Listen to what you were saying. And move in the direction that you are leading. And Lord, would you lead us to a place of deeper consecration this year. Where we truly are set apart for your purposes. Lord, do what needs to be done in our hearts. Lead us in this way, we pray. And I pray that you would give us expectation. Expectation for whatever it is that you have in front of us for this year. We thank you, Lord. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.